mantelpiece, a gift from one of her aunts. Weather forecast, rainy with bright intervals, one such interval being currently responsible for a flood of sunlight that sparkled on the surface of the marmalade and cast a dazzling aura round my wife's barely inclined head. It restored the gold to her hair, but could not drain the acid from her voice. Clouds Froom, near Hereford. Surely I've heard you speak of it. Wasn't it your first big commission? Clouds Froom. Yes, she was right. First, and therefore dearest. First, and also bleakest, through no fault of its design or construction, for the fault lay elsewhere. I had not seen its walls, whose every stone and crevice had once been as familiar as the lines of my own palm, for twelve years. I had not even looked at its photograph in that back copy of the builder whose place in my study I knew so well. I had not wanted so much as to glimpse it. I had not dared to. Because of the name my wife had just dredged from a drowned but unforgotten past. The Caswells of Hereford, Victor and Consuela. Especially Consuela. I cleared my throat and looked at Angela, and found, as expected, her blue-green eyes trained upon me, her plucked eyebrows raised, one more than the other in a gesture of doubt, her mouth compressed, sharp lines forming, as surely they once did not, about the junction of chin and cheek. Yes, I said, I built Cloud's room for the Caswells. A long time ago, before we met. What of it? You didn't read this article, then? She tapped the folded newspaper with the glazed nail of her forefinger as the sunlight vanished from the room, and a sudden chill succeeded it. No, I hardly glanced at the paper this morning. I could almost have suspected Angela was about to smile. There was a tremor at the edge of her lips, a glint of something in her eyes. Then that false, blank, unrevealing openness which had become the face she most often turned upon me. It's as well I spotted this, then. Otherwise you might not have known. Known what, my dear? Which could have been embarrassing, she disingenuously proceeded, if someone had asked you whether you thought she was capable of such a thing. Capable of what? Angela looked down at the newspaper, intent, it seemed, on infuriating me, and devoted several seconds to a brow-furrowed pretense of re-reading. Then she retrieved her cigarette from the china ashtray beside her plate, drew deeply on it, and blandly announced, Murder! A plume of exhaled smoke climbed towards the ceiling rose. There doesn't seem much room for doubt. It is hard now to recall the emotions with which I read that terse, unyielding paragraph. Harder still to recall with what few words I dismissed the subject before claiming that I had quite forgotten the time, had an early appointment at the office, and must, yes, really must, be on my way at once. I do not for a moment suppose that Angela was deceived by my performance. She would have seen, as she had hoped to see, that I was not merely surprised by what I read, but troubled in the depth of my soul. She would have known that leaving the newspaper discarded on the table meant nothing, 
that five minutes away, out of sight of the house, I could and would buy another copy from a street vendor and lean for support against some railings whilst I read again those brief, charged, tolling sentences. Hereford Poisoning Case There was a sensational development yesterday in police investigations of the murder of Rosemary Caswell, niece of wealthy Herefordshire businessman Victor Caswell. Consuela Caswell, Mr. Caswell's Brazilian-born wife, appeared before Hereford magistrates charged with the murder of Miss Caswell and the attempted murder of Mr. Caswell by the administration of poison at the family home, Clouds Froome, near Hereford, on Sunday the 9th of September. She was arrested on Friday, following a police search of Clouds Froome, during which a quantity of arsenic and several incriminating letters were found and removed. Mrs. Caswell pleaded not guilty to the charges and was remanded in...